For 50,000 years, shaman have walked the earth. They have existed on every continent within every race. Holy men, medicine men, wise men, sorcerer, brujo, witch, druid, and healer. By many names they are known. Expanding their own ring of awareness, shamans have developed a deep connection to the earth and the world of spirit. Through this connection, shamans know with absolution that all things are alive and must be treated with great reverence. It is because of this reverence that the shaman is able to connect directly with nature and the world of spirit to learn great mysteries and tap into unimaginable power. Much knowledge has been lost, but much survives hidden within the fabric of time. It is through this show that I will share this cultural mix of shamanic knowledge with the hopes that it might illuminate your path on your own personal journey of discovery. This is Shaman's Brew. on the big screen but no penetration or spark cut the claw from the tiger defang the cobra so we can feel safe in the dark big money makes the decisions big money owns all the gods and I can't help but laugh at the puzzled expression when I say I won't give to the cause is it any wonder something inside us dies? Is it any wonder that the spirit cries when we sterilize every sacred thing? Paved over meadows for strip malls or misguided notions of bliss. And I point to the universe, shaking their shoulders, saying, How can you need more than this? Five thousand years of repression, five thousand years of the lie. And I can't help but hoping as I'm watching the changes that maybe we're watching it die. Just a soft rain And I don't have the answers But every part of my being Is laughing or crying Or screaming for change And is it any wonder That the spirit cries Is it any wonder Something inside us dies When we sanitize Every sacred thing Every sacred thing Every sacred thing Every sacred thing 
good thing. Hello and welcome to the Shaman's Brew. For the better part of three decades, I have studied and searched for answers about the nature of our world and the world of spirit. Probing and often treading where most sane people would not dare to venture, I have shined my light of curiosity into the paranormal night, hoping to illuminate the mysteries of life before life and life after death. This burning scientific curiosity would sometimes put me in harm's way, almost costing me my mortal life on two occasions. On the opposite uh, end of the scale, I have been blessed with the guidance of forces and intelligence greater than my own, it witness to true miracles, even by modern-day standards. Over the years, I have had many encounters with positive, loving entities such as the Enochian beings, or angels as many prefer to call them. I have been given insight to many of the mysteries that surround our human condition in this space and time. Some of these insights I cannot even express through words. They can only be fully comprehended through direct experience. Through my work with the Monroe Institute as a private researcher with their professional division, I have learned to push the limits of human consciousness through an advanced scientific technology known as Hemisync, which has opened up new vistas and delivered me to the very door of the heaven worlds itself, or mental plane, as it is also known by other ancient cultures. In these heaven worlds, mere thought creates tangible reality. It is a place of infinite possibilities, where thought is all that is needed for creation. It is a place set aside and totally separate from the lower planes of vibratory harmonics, such as the astral and physical worlds. This means that negative frequencies of the darker side of human and non-human emotions found in these places cannot reach these higher heaven worlds. Even a negative thought cannot exist in this divine place. It is teeming with pure knowledge driven by the primal force of the multiverse known to so many as love. Those that uh, can remember life before life or those who have had near-death experiences, or even those who have learned to travel to these planes of, or rings of vibration, will agree and validate what I am offering to you. Conversely, I have also encountered pure evil and pools of negativity that would swallow you up should you be unfortunate enough to step into one. In the physical world, evil or negativity can manifest as a solid reality similar to the way that pure thoughts can manifest in the heaven world. The vibratory rates of negative emotions and resident evil here on our physical plane are of a sympathetic harmonic resonance which allows them to become as real as our fears dictate. I have encountered Entities whose sole purpose is to extinguish the light given off by humans who begin to resonate too brightly in the frequency range of love, joy, and happiness. They feed on our negativity and life force, 
This is why depressed, negative people often suffer from failing health and vitality. It literally is drained from them. Now, you might ask why I bother to research these negative aspects of the physical world at all. Why not uh, dismiss it and focus on the more positive side of reality in the higher realms? The reason for this is really quite simple. I exist in the lower plane, as does many of the ones I love and care for, making it imperative that I fully understand the nature and limits of these negative or evil forces of the physical world in order to protect myself and those I care for, while hoping to inspire others to do the same. I should point out at this time that not all spirits or entities in the physical world are of a negative nature. Many are trapped here through fear or confusion resulting from their death of their physical body. At the Monroe Institute, we actually have a special program called Lifeline that sends out skilled individuals, some with scientific backgrounds, to find these confused or trapped souls and help them to move on. Other entities you may find dwelling here are here from the higher realms to assist humanity in whatever way they can, especially now as humans continue at an accelerated pace to evolve from Homo sapiens to Homo luminans, or beings of light. Now, before I move on to the topic of this show, where I will be giving very clear voice communications from some of the entities I've been speaking of, uh, from within a house with a very rare paranormal anomaly, I would like to address my scientific colleagues in regard to the long-standing debate between science and theology. I know that many of you scoff at the concept of spirits and souls, and especially those uh, when it comes to the topic of God and creation. But to you I say this with a breath of respect, kindness, and camaraderie. The accumulated scientific knowledge of the human race has been harvested and deduced using keen observation and scientific method for centuries. Many wondrous things have been discovered, from the smallest particles to the most spectacular cluster of galaxies our minds even dare to imagine. But there is one thing that many of my friends and colleagues fail to consider before writing off the concept of higher life and higher intelligence, and that is that your laboratories exist only in the physical world, and therefore you can only obtain data and repeatable results within the boundaries of the physical world. So many brilliant minds are working with a great dimensional handicap, wearing blinders to other realities because they have been taught if it's not repeatable in the lab, then it's not real. To those who fall into this category, I say remove the blinders and push back the limitations that have been placed upon you. Expand your laboratories into the multidimensional universe and help usher in the greatest scientific and spiritual golden age that humankind has ever experienced. Do not take my word for it. Find a modern theoretical physicist and ask them about what I have spoken of and about their own spirituality. And you will find that most of them who have been pushing the limits of discovery in the hyperdimensional physics, 
will be some of the most spiritual individuals you will ever know, for they have seen with the eyes of technology and stood in awe as they touched the face of creation itself. Now, before we get into the topic of this show, I want to let your minds cool down and relax with a song, and then a word from my sponsors, and then you will hear of the most bizarre paranormal phenomenon I have ever encountered or even heard of. and promises 
Welcome to the Wishflower Field, a place where your children can learn to conquer their fears and empower their lives. In the Wishflower Field, you will believe in infinite possibilities. It is a place that will empower your children and show them how you'll never know the strength that lies within until you are faced with the opportunity to be strong. A place that will teach them confidence and teach them when you are surrounded by darkness to become a beacon of light. Here, your children will understand that even when you think you are, you're never really alone. The Wishflower Field, Marie's Triumph, is an amazing children's book written by a brilliant author and mother of two children of her own, Jennifer Falah. It is the story of a girl who learns to view fearful situations as opportunities to be strong. Guidance from loved ones and a newfound inner strength help her face her monster in her reoccurring nightmare and find her way to the Wishflower Field, a place of infinite possibilities. Lessons learned and wondrous adventures await her in this heavenly dreamland and leave her with a quest to find her way back. The Wishflower Field, Marie's Triumph, is the first in a series of five children's novels. Each book addresses a different childhood fear or problem by planting seeds of hope, inner strength, light, and self-reliance through fanciful fiction. The author hopes to bridge the gap between spiritual, self-help, and fiction books for children. She believes that Everything you read, watch, or experience leaves you with something. She hopes that her readers will walk away with positive messages that they may use when they are faced with difficult situations now and later in life. It is all done in a sneaky way, kind of like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. This book is destined to become a classic children's book, and if you have children, or know people who do. Give them the gift that will continue giving their entire life. Give them the Wishflower Field, Marie's Triumph. You can buy the Wishflower Field by visiting the website www.thewishflowerfield.com. And for a limited time, you can get a signed copy personalized from the author at no additional charge. Just go to www.thewishflowerfield.com. This book has made an amazing difference in my own children, and I hope that your children will also find the Wishflower Field soon. Sacred Soils offers rare, sacred treasures from our magical world, along with cutting-edge energy products and tools for empowering your body, mind, and spirit. We invite you to join our world by visiting the website at www.sacredsoils.com and signing up for the newsletter that offers information you will not find elsewhere. So join Marcus Leader at Sacred Soils and tell him Nightwatch sent you. That's www.sacredsoils.com. 
Did you know we are all surrounded by loving angels? Do you want to learn how to connect with your angels? Your angels are here to help you heal and move past lifelong defeating patterns that no longer serve you on your path. Learn to create a life you're excited about with Angel Intuitive Christina LaFrance. Please contact Christina for a private reading at www.yourangelcoach.com. What I'm about to share with you is one of the most extraordinary finds that I've come across in the last 30 years of investigating paranormal phenomenon. I have heard of only one similar occurrence, and and that was from the ancient lineage of my Toltec shamanic training. In August of 2012, I was made aware of a situation at a private residence near where I live in North Idaho that seemed to suggest the possibility that this house may be experiencing paranormal activity on many levels from spontaneous psychokinetic activity to the manifestation of voices accompanied by visual apparitions, seemingly all from an intelligent haunting. While this type of case uh, always piques my curiosity, it was not until I heard that there were children involved that I agreed to come over and investigate further. These days, I do not have a lot of time to chase after ghosts, so to speak, due to my my own business and my research in transdimensional communication. However, when a family is frightened, especially if they have kids, then I will be there in a heartbeat to do whatever I can to help them deal with the activity. With me on this case was a very accurate and powerful medium who wishes to remain anonymous at this time, So all I will say is that she is the real deal, and I know this for a fact because the telltale signs of a psychic medium can be found in the way that their assemblage point of awareness moves or doesn't move. Being trained as a Toltec shaman for eight years, I have learned to view the assemblage point with relative ease, and this particular person had an assemblage point movement beyond anything I have ever seen. In 95% of all humans, the assemblage point of awareness is very stable, which allows them to see the world in a very stable form. In a few people, the assemblage point has a shimmy and vibrates a little. Those people will sometimes have intuitive feelings or flashes out of the corner of their eyes, catching shadows or hearing voices. In even fewer people, the assemblage point moves side to side or up or down twice as far as the last group, and these people will often sense other energies or entities in a room. They may hear voices or get uh, prophetic flashes or or, um, prophetic dreams. However, the person I was working with on this investigation has an assemblage point that rotates back and forth. I have never encountered this much movement in the assemblage point or heard of this type of movement until now. This person has full-on clairvoyant sight, not through the eyes, but through the mind, and she can also project her awareness to specific locations while still being fully conscious in a uh, given location or state. This is 
almost unheard of. So when I say that this uh, person is the real deal, I mean it literally. Her abilities are so intense that I would trust her perception more than all my scientific equipment combined. That being said, I did bring in some of my specialized equipment that many of you heard, heard me talk about on various shows or interviews. The backbone of my scientific equipment consisted of a specially modified H4 zoom recorder, which I modified by altering some of the sensitivity and frequency ranges of the device, as well as adding a gold beryllium energy projector to help bring the energy fluctuations emanating from the edge of the veil or the buffering zone between our world and the world of spirit. I also brought a couple full spectrum and deep infrared camera supplied to me, complements of Monotronics out of Florida, as well as their, their new Paracorder, uh, which is a specially developed EMF type device. I also brought in my dark light, the device used by Ghost Adventures and uh, TAPS in some of their investigations. This device is basically a beacon of light in the extreme upper ultraviolet range that pulses very fast, compromising the elastic skin of the veil between the worlds. The intent of this device is to draw attention and curiosity from any entities that may be in the general vicinity. It has been used with great success by a few different investigators around the, around the country. Uh, it was used by Zach Baggins on Ghost Adventures, and he had quite a bit of uh, success with that. And it was also used in uh, on Ghost Hunters by TAPS. The homeowner had uh, claims of seeing ghostly figures and hearing voices in different rooms, including the bedrooms. They also mentioned the smell of smoke and the appearance of a burned area on white walls that uh, could not be explained. What we found when we arrived was more than we bargained for. We started off by talking with the homeowner to establish the extent and location of the activity. After that, my colleague began to get her first impressions while I set up my equipment. It was not long before my colleague noticed a strange flowing energy that entered the house from the ground arching up in the kitchen and flowing along the outer wall of the dining room and then continuing into the bathroom on the other side of the dining room wall. Stepping into the stream of flowing energy, she was able to see it flowing right at her like a white wind blowing. It was about two to three feet in diameter, and it seemed to be flowing a couple feet off the ground. Then suddenly, she saw a spirit flowing right at her uh, in the white wind, and when it got to her, it just flowed around her like a leaf would flow around a rock in a mountain stream. At this time, I could not see the stream, but when I stepped into its path, I could feel the changes in energy, and, and when I tested the area with some of my equipment, it gave distinct and unmistakable readings over and over again as I moved the equipment in and out of the stream. There was most definitely something flowing right through the client's house, and it seemed 
to be carrying spirits or other entities along with it. We knew it was some sort of energy anomaly, possibly caused by a rip in the dimensional fabric between the worlds, and it seemed that entities or other human spirits were, were jumping on this stream and riding it to who knows where. We dubbed this anomaly the Spirit Subway, for that is what it seemed to be. My concern with this anomaly was the possibility of spirits riding the stream as it flows into the client's house and then stepping out of the stream and entering the client's house out of curiosity. After several trips back to this house and hours of EVP sessions, we concluded that this is the case, that spirits are entering the home through the white wind-like stream of interdimensional energy. Even being a seasoned investigator, it, uh, it has me puzzled for I have never heard or seen anything like this. This investigation is still ongoing. And while we have been there three times in as many months, we will most likely be going back to check on the family and make sure that they are not in any danger and also gathering more evidence to try to understand exactly what this river of ghosts might be. I have considered trying to close it or force it out of the house, but such actions could backfire and create a flood of spiritual activity in the house or even the neighborhood, so for now we will just be observers. Now during our, our time there, we collected many high-quality EVPs, some good, some sounding not so good, and some comical and borderline R-rated by nature. I would like to share with you some of these uh, that we captured during the remainder of this show, and I will be doing a follow-up show um, at a later date where we will be releasing uh, future results that we get as well as some of the other EVPs. We've got quite a few samples of EVPs and I can only fit so much in the time allotted in this show. So I'm going to play a few for you that uh, we captured with the modified H4 recorder. I should note that this investigation went on with the homeowners in the house assisting us. So you'll hear more talking than the normal for an investigation. And you will also hear a random voice generator, sometimes used in investigations with the intent of giving the spirits a voice. But I should, uh, I should note that many times the words are simply randomly generated. Uh, it doesn't mean that they are the spirits talking. And then other times it seems like uh, Seems like it is. I would also like to say that the psychic medium that I was working with did make contact with some of the entities and help them to move on into the next world. Those stories will be covered in more detail in the next show. Uh, we'll be talking in, uh, about the follow-up on this investigation. Now we are limited on time, so... I would like to play a few of the EVPs we captured. This first one is quite comical and a, a tad bit erotic for, for a spirit anyway. I almost chose not to play this one because after much review I noticed that it had a similar pitch, pitch range to my own voice. But I assure you it was not me. 
and the people that were there can vouch for that because they were standing all around me. Some of these EVPs have been amplified, and, and some came through louder than our own voices and ambient sounds. I cannot offer an explanation for that at this time, but it could have something to do with the special modifications of the H4. Here is the first one, which was captured in the master bedroom with our medium sitting on the bed while I and the homeowner stood beside the bed. It seems to be uh, somewhat of a, a slightly excited spirit. Why have you decided to come here and visit us tonight? Robber. Ru rubber. Rubber <laughs> or robber? Rubber. Like rub. <laughs> it could be robber. Jared. Maybe it just... <laughs> well... <laughs> Roman. Um, Roman for that Roman. <laughs> Trojan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have a rubber. <laughs> Are you from Rome? Regular. So you don't need so the extra size. It's too small. <laughs> you just need regular. Now I don't know about you, but I've I've heard the term of a moaning ghost before, but that's not exactly the type of moaning that uh, that I think of when I hear that term. I'll play it for you one more time, and then we'll move on to some other ones that are of a more serious nature. Why have you decided to come here and visit us tonight? Robber. Ru rubber. Rubber <laughs> or robber? Rubber. Like rub. <laughs> it could be robber. Jared. Maybe it just... <laughs> In this next sample, we were sitting in the living room and uh, trying to make contact with a relative of the homeowner who we believed may be there. This was uh, another one of the more peculiar type EVPs because, as you will notice if you have stereo separation on the unit you're listening to, the response, which sounds like hello, 
was repeated twice, but in separate stereo channels. I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but then again, we don't know for sure how EVPs happen, so it may have got into the each stereo circuit inside the recorder. may not have had anything to do with the microphone, even. Anyway, take a listen. I'll play this twice for you, and uh, and you can judge for yourself. Ask him if he has anything to say to my mom. That'd be really important. Does mm-hmm. he have anything mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. to my mom? Did one of those things just say something? Huh? Did who? I heard like a woman say something. What's her name? What is your name? Ask him if he has anything to say to my mom. That'd be really important. Mm-hmm. Does he have anything mm-hmm. to say to my mom? Did one of those things just say something? Huh? Did who? I heard, like, a woman say something. What's her name? What is your name? Okay, this next one is one of the purest and clearest and uh, most puzzling EVPs I think I've ever captured. Uh, It seems to be a female voice, very gentle, very kind and soft, saying it's almost time. I don't know what it's almost time for, but uh, I'll play this one for you a couple times, and then we'll move on to the next one. It's almost time. It's almost time. You know, this this next one's kind of interesting because it seems that the homeowner's grandfather enters the house and actually says his name. And then the the homeowner, although no one has heard these uh, EVPs except maybe our psychic medium, but no one has actually heard them with their ears on any of these cases. Um, But the homeowner seems to sense her grandfather whose name is Jack, and just before she senses him, we hear the name Jack. And it's uh, it's interesting that she picked up on his presence right after the EVP happened. So take a listen to this one. If you come up here, close to it, you can talk into it and we will be able to hear you. I'm feeling the overwhelming urge that my grandfather's here. His name was Jack. I don't know why. Do we have Jack here with us? If you come up here, close to it, you can talk into it and we will be able to hear you. overwhelming urge that my grandfather's here. His name was Jack. I don't know why. 
do we have Jack here with us? In this um, next sample, we were in the living room, and you'll, you will hear some background noise because there were a few people in the room and in other rooms, but the EVP will be pretty easy to uh, discern. This again, like all the other ones, uh, we were not hearing them with our ears, and we really didn't even know that we captured EVPs until afterwards when the... Uh, the recordings were were gone over in the review. The uh, the one thing you'll hear is the the psychic medium that we were using uh, is hearing voices. Uh, the spirits are actually talking to her, and she directs the spirit to go talk to the recorder where the red light is. And you will hear her make reference to that. And shortly after that is when you will hear this EVP. Poet. Do we have a poet with us? Just keep getting. It's moving. It's right there. Now it's a, there's one there. Choose. Choose. Which one I would like? There's three of them. And my ear is ringing. Don't talk. Grade. Don't talk to my ear. Talk to the red light over there, because then I will be able to hear you. Marcus will be able to over hear here. you. Diameter. It just moved over to the red light. Diameter. We've got two in here. Poet. Poet. Do we have a poet with us? Just keep getting... Right there. Choose. Now it's a, there's one there. Choose. Choose. Which one I would like? There's three of them. And my ear is ringing. Don't talk. Grade. Don't talk to my ear. Talk to the red light over there because then I will be able to hear you. Marcus will be able to over hear here. you. Okay, this next one, I really don't know what to make of it. Uh, we call it rough, rough because it almost sounds like uh, it almost sounds like a human trying to make a barking sound. It's uh, it's odd. What can I say? Anyway, I'll play this one a couple times for you too. It's yours, like just like mine. We mm -hmm. match, huh? Mm -hmm. Yours like just like mine. Mm -hmm. We match, huh? <clears throat> okay, now this this next one is is really kind of cool because it sounds like a a crowd of people inside the house. Uh, it only lasts for a few seconds and then it just vanishes. And what? Uh, what the theory is behind this one is that this this stream, this this river of energy that flows between dimensions and is coming up and going into this house and coming back down again, 
uh, it seems to move, and it seems to also be affected by the phases of the moon. We have been there on different phases, and I believe this particular one was a full moon. And when that happens, there seems to be a lot of activity in the stream where I can actually measure the movement of the stream with equipment, and our psychic medium was actually seeing it in different places. Sometimes it raises up, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it moves as much as 10 feet from its original location. Now, we also believe that there is a, uh, a tear or a rip in the actual fabric of the stream. And that's through this rip or tear or ulceration, whatever you want to call it. That's where we believe the entities are coming through. And it may have opened up a lot during this one EVP. Maybe that's what we were hearing and then it closed up again. Or maybe it was just a lot coming through at that time. It could have been something that was not even paranormal. It could have been something from another, uh, another place or time. Dimensional shifts and dimensional uh, tears like this are... are pretty much new in the paranormal field, and so it's hard to pinpoint exactly what we're hearing. But at the time when we heard this, uh, I believe that the, uh, the stream, the Ghost River, whatever you want to call it, the Spirit Subway, I believe it opened up and then closed up again. Take a look, listen to this one. You might get one click, you know, see this is a lot of clicks. You might get one click in an area, and that's about it. This just keeps going, so I don't know what it is over here. It might, it might be the energy. You might get one click, you know, see this is a lot of clicks. You might get one click in an area, and that's about it. This just keeps going, so I don't know what it is over here. It might, it might be the energy. Very odd, is it not? Anyway, uh, that's the only time we ever captured anything like that. So, um, hopefully we'll, we'll capture something similar in the future and we can analyze it a little better. This next one is, you know, another strange sounding voice. It seems to be saying, get away from me. But it's saying it, uh, you know, almost like, you know, to me it sounds like Mickey Mouse. I mean, what can I say? Uh, anyway, I'll play this one for you a couple times, too. And I believe this one was also in the living room. The living room, by the way, in this house is probably about 10 to 15 feet away from this stream. And uh, we have noticed that the stream has come into the living room at times when a number of spirits were, were seen by the psychic medium. Um, you know, as many as eight or so standing behind the, the sofa where the homeowner and I were sitting. Okay, now here is the type of EVP that I really hate to hear in a house or anywhere for that matter. 
It sounds like the voice of a little girl, or possibly a woman, crying. And whenever I hear ABPs of children, it breaks my heart, but, you know, to, to think that they're, they're out there, they're alone, they're lost. But then one thing you have to keep in mind, too, is that there are a lot of trickster spirits in, in the world. Spirits that try to grab your attention, play on your sympathy by imitating someone you know. Uh, imitating uh, children, for example. So you, you've got to be careful when you get EBPs like this because they may not be what they seem. Uh, I know of one uh, a friend of mine who is a physical medium that would get EBPs that sounded like her voice. The, the entities were actually impersonating her and I know for a fact that it wasn't her so be cautious just keep that in mind as you're out there investigating uh, the sounds you get especially if um, it's something like a, a child or if, if it's a voice telling you to do something it uh, isn't something you should just trust automatically anyway here is what sounds like a, a little girl crying. Yeah. Um, okay, if there's anybody in the house that would like to speak with us, if you have any story to tell, if you'd like to tell us your name, we're very interested in finding out why you are here. You can come in and talk to the device with the red light on it. It will not hurt you in any way. Uh, if you would like to show us that you're here, you can pass your hand or any part of your body over that purple light. Just like this? Just like Marcus did right then. And you can turn it on and off. Yeah. Um, okay, if there's anybody in the house that would like to speak with us, if you have any story to tell, if you'd like to tell us your name, we're very interested in finding out why you are here. You can come in and talk to... The device with the red light on it, it will not hurt you in any way. Uh, if you would like to show us that you're here, you can pass your hand or any part of your body over that purple light. Just like this? Just like Marcus did right then. And you can turn it on and off. This next one is one that I really don't like to hear either because it sounds like a, a spirit in uh, some kind of pain. And... Any suffering or sadness like this is usually caused by attachments to the earth plane or to a past life that the spirit had. And it's it just really sad because the spirits need to move on and not not be addicted to the to life on the earth plane because they will carry over some of their pain or some of their suffering if they're dwelling as though they're trapped between the worlds. Now, sometimes in these, uh, in these samples that we capture, I don't just play the EVP itself. A lot of people do that, they'll just give you the EVP, but I keep some of the conversation that's taking place before and after the EVP just so you can get an idea how the flow went, how the, uh, you know, what was being said uh, prior or after to the EVP. And sometimes if you do that, you'll find that uh, a lot of things you're talking about, they will respond to. So that's why you, you hear 
conversations before and after the EVP samples. Most of the EVPs I have not had to amplify. They've just come through about the same level. Uh, some of them I have had to go in and, and amplify them up a little bit so that we can hear them. Anyway, this one is a, uh, a spirit that our psychic medium is actually talking to. Uh, she can feel the pain of the spirit and then the spirit responds. Not sure. I thought you heard something. I heard something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And your head. Your head hurt too. Lots of pain. I'm sorry. Is that why uh, I'm feeling this way? It hurts. Not sure. I heard something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And your head. Your head hurt too. Lots of pain. I'm sorry. Is that why uh, I'm feeling this way? It hurts. Well, it looks like we have uh, enough time for about one more sample. The problem is I have probably at least 20. Every time we go to this house, we're getting anywhere from six to a dozen EVPs. In the next show on this uh, particular investigation, I will be playing more of the EVPs for you. And uh, we will hopefully have some more uh, interesting uh, results from different experiments we are conducting there. Anyway, this one... This one is a little bit kind of spooky, ominous type uh, thing. It's uh, It sounds like it's saying, responding to what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a paramagnetic resonance meter. I'm explaining it to the homeowner. And the, uh, the voice is, is in the background, and it sounds like it, it's saying so, you know, like so what type thing. And uh, it just sounds like a a deeper male voice. Anyway, I'll play that a couple times and I'm going to have to close out the show. This is a, a modified Geiger counter. And so it would it would start, the needles would start swinging up and the thing, this is a, a modified Geiger counter. And so it would it would start, the needles would start swinging up and the thing. It Unfortunately, that's about all the time we have in this show. So I will uh, update you at uh, a later show and uh, bring you some more information, some more EVPs, as we conduct experiments on this stream itself and try to detect what it's made of, uh, what it does, and why it's where it's at. We're going to explore the neighborhood a little bit. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do that yet, but uh, that's the plan, uh, to try to see if anybody else in this immediate neighborhood has a similar situation in their house. The good news on this house is so far there doesn't seem to be any negative activity. Uh, the children are safe, the homeowner's safe, and if anything does happen we would of course be there in a heartbeat. It's, uh, it's not 
something where we just go in and say, yeah, you, you have a haunting and then leave. We're there to help people like that, uh, to face their fears, to help protect them if there's something in the house that needs to be removed. It's whatever it takes is uh, basically what we're there for. It's not just a matter of scientific investigation. Anyway, until next time, this is Marcus Leader, and you have been listening to The Shaman's Brew on Jackalope Radio. <laughs>